being found in a garage. Look, and I think I've been very clear uh -huh. about this. Uh -huh. We have answered questions on this at this podium. You've heard, as Phil was saying twice from the president, talk about this. Uh -huh. He said that he didn't know. Whoa, right? stop that, that right there, surprised. Jimmy. Just hit pause. The president said he didn't know. He didn't know is the new thing now. It's not just he was surprised or he didn't know what was in those documents. No, that that was original. The new one is he didn't know. And so later in the press conference, she was asked to follow up on that. Are you now saying that the president didn't know those documents were there? Well, I'm just going to tell you exactly what I've told you before, and that is you can talk to the White House counsel. Yeah, that's who you can talk to. Peter Ducey asked, is, is the president involved in a cover-up? She ignored him, of course. The White House counsel is not answering the questions from the reporters. When Corinne Jean-Pierre says, talk to the White House counsel, they do, and the White House counsel says, uh, this is an ongoing investigation. I can't answer that question. Ongoing investigation. Ongoing. This is ongoing. This is ongoing. It's an investigation. It's ongoing. I can't answer but now they're taking a little bit of a different tact from the White House and uh, their White House counsel when Corinne Jean-Pierre says, you need to talk to the White House counsel. Now the White House counsel, guy by the name of Ian Sams, says, you know, you guys are only doing this because you want camera time. <laughs> I'm sorry, Kewa? <laughs> Kewa? Yeah. So you're only doing this because you want to be on camera. In every administration, there's people in the press corps that all they want to do is get on camera. Oh, that was true with Jim Acosta and CNN and Donald Trump, wasn't it? So you have come up with this whole thing. This is the tact now that the White House counsel is taking with the media. You guys, you know, y'all are the ones who came up with this whole thing about these documents, and you're the ones who are bringing this document thing forward just so you can have some camera time. Yeah, that's it. Democrats and leftists and liberals are doing all they can to try to cover this up or explain it. Where were they back in May when Donald Trump had the documents down at Mar-a-Lago? They didn't, they didn't try to explain it at all. In fact, what they said was they went on MSNBC and they said Donald Trump should be executed for having those documents. Now, folks, execution, I support for, like, murderers, in some cases, child abusers. Uh, but for having documents, that's what, the, that's what the Democrats, that's what the left told us when they, when they raided Mar-a-Lago. Oh, Donald Trump should be executed, executed, hang him at sunset. <laughs> well, okay, where are they now? How come MSNBC hadn't invited those same people back to say the same? Donald Trump should be, Joe Biden should be executed for these. Where is that? Why isn't that on the on the TV? Why haven't they done that? Well, you and I know the answer to that. Same thing as with uh, A.G. Merrick Garland yesterday saying, uh, uh, no, 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 let me tell you something. Let me just tell you something. There's no difference in the way we treat people at this department. Say what? Garland said yesterday the department has a set of norms and practices. We do not have different rules for Democrats or Republicans. <laughs> okay. 
We don't have different rules for the powerful or the powerless. We do not have different rules for the rich or poor. <laughs> God, everything about that is laughable. Everything. I, I, all I can say is one word. To that. I got one word for that. Hillary. <laughs> Hillary. That's my one word. And I'll give you a sentence. Allowing the suspect in a crime to collect the evidence in that crime. You're trying to tell me you don't have a double standard? And I can say Hillary all day long and point out that that one word, that that name points out a double standard? But I can continue to provide evidence. When Merrick Garland says we apply the facts and the law in each case in a neutral and nonpartisan manner, that is what we always do, and that is what we do to the matters you were referring to, really? Then explain General Mike Flynn to me. General Mike Flynn was set up by the FBI. Set up. Or Roger Stone. Same thing. FBI raided his house, took him out of his house in his underwear. Same treatment for Paul Manafort. FBI raided his house, took him out of his house in his underwear. Going through sock drawers and everything else. Has that happened to Hillary? Has that happened to Joe Biden? Has that happened to Hunter Biden? Has that happened to any Democrat or anybody on the left who is a suspect in a high crime? Oh, by the way, these are high crimes we're talking about, impeachable offenses. Has it happened? Has the FBI gone to their house in the middle of the night with guns drawn? Has the FBI pulled up to any of these people at a Hardee's while they're sitting in line to get their food, a la the pillow man, and take their phone away from them? Has Hunter had that kind of treatment? When I mean, we have the evidence. We've all seen the pictures of the crimes he's been involved in. Has that happened? No, not in the least. So when Merrick Garland says to you, the role of the Justice Department is to apply the facts and the law in each case in a nonpartisan and neutral way without regard to the subjects. Well, you know, that's a lie from the pit of hell, and it smells like smoke. In fact, all of these people are speaking words from the pit of hell that smells like smoke. Ted Cruz is calling on federal investigators to search a new location for the Biden classified documents. The next step in this scandal is going to be if Biden's Senate documents include classified documents outside of classified settings, which is illegal, how many more classified documents are illegally in his Senate papers? The University of Delaware has 1,850, 1,850 boxes of records from Joe Biden's Senate tenure, which are which he gave, he gave to the University of Delaware, okay? The University of Delaware has been asked on numerous occasions, especially when Joe was running for president, locked up in his basement with the classified documents all over the house. He was asked on numerous occasions, and the University of Delaware asked on numerous occasions, we want to see those documents, and the University of Delaware said, either two years after Biden retires from public life or upon his death, but up until then you're not going to see these documents. Well, to hell with that. They don't belong to you. They don't belong to the University of Delaware. They don't belong to Joe Biden. They belong to the people of the United States of America. And yes, Merrick Garland, you little panty waste, 
go get those documents from the University of Delaware. All 1,850 boxes loaded with, with documents. Democrat and former CIA officer Abigail Spanberger, she was in the field at the CIA. She's now a, a, a representative serving in Congress. She's uh, from the state of Virginia. But she was in the CIA. She met with our informants, and she would write papers to our government after she met with informants. Okay, so she was front lines in all this. I'm a former CIA officer, she said. I used to handle classified documents every day. I used to collect the information that was then put into those classified documents. I know. I know that the sources of the classified materials at times can be individuals who are risking their lives to provide valuable information to inform lawmakers, to inform the president, to inform our military and diplomatic leaders. And safeguarding those documents is about safeguarding our nation's secrets. That people put their lives on the line and put themselves in grave danger of being killed for sharing the information that's in these secret classified documents and to have them scattered all over willy-nilly threatens the security of the United States of America. That is someone who knows. She was on the front lines of the CIA and she happens to be a Democrat. What do you think of a four-day school week? We'll talk about that coming up. Trey Ware, KTSA. Patriot Trees. It's 523 at 550 KTSA FM 1071, the Trey Ware page at KTSA.com. Laverne ISD, Hardendale ISD, and others are now looking at a four-day instructional week for school. In fact, in uh, in Laverne, they had a meeting about it night before last, and the board is going to vote on February 13th on whether or not to move forward with their plan for a four-day school week. Um, I, I don't know. What do you think? 210-599-5555. They did some uh, surveys out in Lavernia, and at first, 47% were in favor of it. Um, almost 20% said maybe. And then they said, well, we'll address your concerns. And when they retested everybody in the focus group, they said uh, about 57% voted in favor <coughs> as parents of a four-day uh, school week. So my question is, why? Why? You know, that's the big one. I haven't heard anybody say from these school districts, why? What's the point of going to a four-day school week? Um, You know, what's the advantage? Are the kids going to get a better education when you do it in four days as opposed to five? Now, some parents are very upset about it because they look at the school as nothing more than a glorified babysitter, right? To me, schools in America today are indoctrination centers, and uh, and they are. They serve as a babysitter for, for a lot of parents. Maybe not you, maybe not present company, but for a lot of people, they do. So, you know, a lot of people are, no, don't take that extra day away. I need that day because I'm working or, you know, watching soap operas or whatever. So do you tell me, what do you think? Uh, Four-day school week, why? What What's the point? It's the advantage of doing four days. And if the idea is to prepare the little chillins for life after school and their adult life, right, if that's the idea, aren't they just going to get out and demand that out of their employer? Well, I just, I'm going to work four days. That's all I'm going to do. You're not going to tell me anything different. So uh, I really have not heard an argument, and maybe you have. Maybe I've just missed it. Maybe you've heard a, 
a decent argument as to why a four-day school week ought to happen. Other than coming from the teachers' unions, I know that they would support a four-day work week and more time off. As if a couple of months in the summer is not enough, let's have a little more time off. As if a couple of weeks at Christmas isn't enough, let's let's now take every Friday off. I don't know. What do you think? 210-599-5555. High school football star needs a new heart. High schooler. Fighting for his life. High schooler had a massive heart attack. Marcus Martinez was at Columbine High School. Now he's at Bear Creek. He's a senior. Major heart attack. Doctors were successful in removing all the blood, or some of the blood clots. They couldn't get them all out. His left ventricular heart muscle has been permanently damaged. His heart is only operating at 12 to 15% capacity. He can't get up. He can't get out of bed, do his normal activities, according to his father. His father says everybody was shocked because he was so healthy. So healthy, young, teenage football player in high school, had a massive, massive heart attack, and now he needs a new heart. Anybody want to comment at 210-599-5555? What's going on with 16, 17, 18-year-olds in high school, healthy athletes? Now we have a plague. We have a pandemic of them having heart attacks. Que paso? What's up with that? 210-599-5555. Let's go to line one. And Eric, you're on KTSA with Trey. Good morning to you. Good morning, Trey. Yes, sir. Uh, I, I live out in Lavernia, and uh, what we hear is... Oh, man, your cells... Your, your cells hey, hang on, Eric, your cell cut out there. Can you repeat what you just said? Uh, I live out in Lavernia, and from what I have understood from the ISD, it's all about teacher retention. My wife works at East Central, and it is a five-digit pay per year in Lavernia. So if they can't pay them more, they're going to give them more time off. And that's the only explanation I've heard. Yeah. So what does that do for education for educating the children? Well, you know, it, it, they're getting a great patient right now. Uh, I, I'm happy with it, but they're doing longer uh, school days. I just don't know. It, it yeah. really messes up the schedule. All right, man. Thank you, Eric. I appreciate it. Drive carefully. I, I, I'm just uh, that. That's the one that I've heard too, and I've heard that from teachers' unions who say our teachers need more time off. That's what the teachers' unions have told me. We need more time off for our teachers. Our teachers don't have any time off, hardly. Agree or disagree? Let's go to line three. Joanne, you're on KTSA with Trey. Good morning to you, Joanne. Good morning. Yes, no to that fourth day. To me, some children is the only place that they get meals that they get to eat. And if you cut out that one day, well... I, I feel for those kids because those those children that, you know, that might be the only place that they get a breakfast and a lunch and a snack, I mean, that's going to hurt them. I don't think it's a good idea. Okay, Joanne, thank you for your call. So Joanne says, I guess, the primary reason that schools should be around or stay in in power or keep going 
so they can uh, feed the children. 210-599-5555. Do you agree with the teachers' unions that teachers, we, the reason we need to go to four-day is so that teachers can have more time off because they don't have enough time off? Do you agree with that? 210-599-5555. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. This is Mark Sadaski for Mark Sadaski Jewelers. Ware, KTSA, it is wet, 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 wet in a lot of the area, so give yourself some extra time. You're going to need it for the slip sliding around that's uh, going on out there already. 210-599-5555. In the last half hour, if you're just now joining us, we started to talk about the new push among schools and school districts to go to a four-day school week, and I'm just curious what you think about it. Um, now, as far as the schools themselves, we don't really hear much of an official explanation. Harlandale's doing it or, or moving that direction. Lavernia had a meeting about it. About half the parents in Lavernia are for it uh, in this focus group that they did. So uh, my question is, why? You know, what is the point? What is it going to achieve? And what I'm hearing, the reason is, is so that teachers have more time off. We're talking about teacher retention. I know I've been told by uh, the teachers' unions, that teachers don't have enough time off, and giving them another day a week, in other words, just working four days a week, would be good for teachers because they don't have any time. Uh, time off is a real issue with teachers. And, in fact, in the last half hour, a husband of a teacher from Lavernia, lives in Lavernia, uh, called up and said, yeah, this is about teacher retention in that they're not paying them enough, and so to compensate them, they're going to give them a day off or trying to give them another day off a week. And the teachers, according, again, to uh, the the unions, uh, teachers don't have enough time. They need more time off. So this is the point. This is why, apparently, because in their discussions about this, they're not making any real argument about how this is going to make education better. In other words, how is it going? To me, when you look at, at changing something in a private corporation, the question comes down to how is this going to make us better, better able to perform, better able to fulfill our customers' needs, better able to take care of our customers, better able to provide what we provide, the service of the goods, to our customer. In other words, what's the end result going to be? And are we going to be, are we going to be turning out a better product or a better service uh, on whatever it is we're talking about doing? And I think that would be the same question that you would ask in education. Does this improve education of our children to go to a four-day school week? But that's not the question. The question is, teachers need more time off. And if teachers need more time off, we need to go to a four-day work week. Um, I know teachers who are off during the summer when I'm not. I don't know about you. <laughs> And I try to take some time off. I try to save my time and take it around the holidays. And I know teachers who are off for a couple of weeks during the holidays and in-service days and stuff like that throughout the year. But that's not enough, according to the teachers' unions and the school districts. So you tell me what you think. Let's go to line one. Hey, Steve, you're on KTSA with Trey. Go right ahead. Good morning, Trey. When the uh, when the Democrat Party took over, the, the the government controlled public school systems they abandoned the children they abandoned uh the family and and it's been downhill ever since and the only real solution is 
school choice via real school choice vouchers because I really believe there, that the vast majority of parents out there still really, really, really love their children and want what's best for their children. And so they would choose, if they had a choice, I think they would choose schools that are more interested in the kids than they are in indoctrination and, and brainwashing and politics and party. And I think they would uh, choose schools that wanted to teach their children reading, writing, arithmetic, civics, geography, history, real geography, real history, real civics. And, and I think that there would be a few parents out there who love the party more than they do their children. And they would choose to send their children to schools that want to teach that a boy can be a girl and a girl can be a boy. And it would be up to the, the free market would decide uh, uh, based on the dollars following the student and the family. Yeah. And, and that is the only solution to any of this because yeah. the schools and the teachers and the administration, they, they, it's all about party. It's all about self. Right. They well, abandon well, the children. It, it is. And, and let me, let me engage with you here for a second, Steve, because I agree with everything you're saying as always. Uh, they, um, you know, it is truly about indoctrination now. They have left the principles of education for the future, and they're indoctrinating them for a future that they're trying to create. I think that that's exactly what's going on. The problem with this, I've always been in favor of school choice, 100%. You either keep that money that they steal from you to pass around to the schools, or they give you a voucher, as you said, and you can uh, decide where to go because competition fixes everything. True competition, uh, honest competition, real one-on-one competition, not competition that's slanted one way or the other because of uh, of rules and regulations, but real honest head-to-head competition fixes everything. The cream rises to the top, uh, so, so we say, and that's absolutely true. The problem is teachers' unions, all right? So the teachers' unions are the most powerful unions in America. They are also the most leftist communist unions in America as well, pushing a leftist communist ideology through the schools, through the teachers, and to the children's heads. The teachers' unions are so powerful that they control the politicians. The politicians in Washington, they don't control the teachers' unions. The teachers' unions control them. It's like the abortion lobby. So the the Democrats in D.C. and some Republicans as well, the UNA party, the swamp, they fund the teachers' unions with uh, taxpayers' money as well as money that comes from the teachers and, and other people involved in education. And those unions turn around and elect these leftists like an Elizabeth Warren, and we could go on with names for days, and then they write the policy and the laws, and they prevent the school choice from happening. And so, as long as that's until we get the get, get the uh, proper uh, anatomy in America as men to stand up and women to stand up against these teachers' unions and bust up the teachers' unions, destroy the teachers' unions. Until we do that, we're going to be stuck in this cycle. Your thoughts? I, well, I think that if you if you if, if we get the vouchers, I think that would help to 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 to, to right to, to, right. To but you're not going to get the vouchers. But you're, you're right. But you're not going to get the vouchers until the teachers' unions are destroyed. Not going to happen. You have to destroy them first. You have to bust them up, and then then you might get some people in D.C. or on a local level to uh, to to do the vouchers. Thank you, Steve. i got to let you go, man. Thank you, as always. John, you're on KTSA with Trey. Good morning, John. Now, there's not much left to be said after that conversation, but I would say that uh, it is painfully obvious that this policy about four-day week is not for the children or the family. 
Uh, it's for the teachers. You pointed that out correctly. But um, and unless all, all the other schedules are changed, uh, what are you going to do with your babysitter or something? I mean, you have to have the work schedules for the family changed. It's it's painfully obvious. Thank you, John. I appreciate it. I've always said those buildings on every corner that we have spent as as taxpayers have spent billions of dollars building them. They're going to end up being baby case, baby uh, locations, places for for children to go, like like daycare. That's what they're going to end up being. In tomorrow's education, tomorrow's world. That's where we're headed, and then, and that's basically the way a lot of people look at them is that it's a place my kid can go while I go to work. I got to have it because I got to go to work. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. When when is the Department of Justice and the FBI going to destroy Antifa? We're going to talk about that coming up. It's time. Do your job, FBI, DOJ. They are domestic terrorists. They are a domestic terrorist organization. Claim Antifa as domestic terrorist and destroy them. We'll tell you about River City Oral Surgery and Dr. Mark Havercorn. Now, if you have struggled with dental problems all of your life, and you do the drilling, and you do the filling, and then you do the cap, and then you do the crown, and then you got to do a root canal, and then the root canal fails, so you got to start all over again. And the next thing you know, you got a failure of a tooth, and you got to have that tooth taken out. All that kind of stuff goes on. i got to tell you that River City Oral Surgery is here to help you get through every last bit of that to the point where they can do implants for you, and get rid of a lot of that problem for you for the rest of your life. Teeth that are going to look beautiful, teeth that are going to outlive you, <laughs> you know what I mean? And they can do one or two if you've got a couple of empty spots, or if you're looking to do all on fours, uppers and lowers. River City Oral Surgery, Dr. Mark Avercorn can take care of all that for you as well. He's an oral surgeon, he is an MD as well, and he's brilliant at taking care of your teeth or doing implants or whatever needs to be done. Contact them today, and you always get, always, their price is right over the phone, so you can give them a call. They'll tell you what it's going to cost to do the procedure. Then you can decide before you ever book your appointment if this is something you want to do. River City Oral Surgery, 210-778-0002. The conversation about solar has been going on for... Get away from the pain you drive. All right, it's 552, Trey Ware, KTSA, 210-599-5555. When you hear me talk about the swamp in D.C., <laughs> the Uniparty in the swamp, uh, here's a prime example. The FBI agent who was the lead guy in going after Donald Trump on Russiagate and colluding with the Russians and George Papadopoulos and all that mess that we went through for three years. The lead FBI agent yesterday was arrested for <sighs> colluding with Russia. <laughs> you just can't make this stuff up violating our sanctions against russia right now and helping oligarchs in russia colluding with russia if you will and he was the one that was getting uh, donald trump for colluding with russia when there wasn't any colluding seven dead after uh, shootings at two california farms yesterday mushroom farms half moon bay you remember a couple of days ago the shootings that happened in monterey that was a domestic dispute man went to a dance club looking for his wife ends up killing what 10 something like that and they had the gun taken away from him. Well, in this case, this is a disgruntled worker. Allegedly killed seven co-workers, injured another in shootings at a pair of nurseries in Northern California. So now, the governor, Gavin Newsom, is doing an interview with San Antonio's own Nora O'Donnell and walking around 
in the streets of Monterey, California, saying we have to do more on gun restrictions. We need to take, do more gun laws. The Second Amendment is a suicide pact, he said. The governor of California, the Second Amendment is a suicide pact. We've got to do more. California has the most, the most restrictive gun laws in America. It's impossible to get a gun in California. Well, unless, of course, um, you fit the Democrat model of somebody who should have a gun to cause chaos and confusion and conflict on the streets, leading into the Marxist ideology of somebody like a Gavin Newsom. While Gavin Newsom was saying that, walking through the streets with Nora O'Donnell, I have the sound, but you can't really hear him. It's a really bad sound with all the cars and everything. Do you know something about Gavin Newsom? I want to tell you something. No governor in America spends as much or more on personal security for himself or herself than does Gavin Newsom. He's already in the swamp in D.C. with that, isn't he? Here's my question for the Department of Justice and the FBI. When are you going to start treating Antifa as the domestic terrorist organization that they are and bust them up? Well, that's never going to happen because Antifa, I believe, is an arm of the Democrat Party who goes around with chaos and conflict. Anytime they're needed somewhere, they jump on the buses and in the cars or whatever, and they go there to advance the Democrat agenda. Atlanta, a couple of nights ago, is a prime example. Burning, 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 setting stuff on fire, attacking cops. That's what Antifa does. We're all familiar with Antifa. They go around and they, you know, wear their black masks. You don't know who they are. They set stuff on fire whenever they're needed. During the summer of rage, they burned half of uh, Portland down and other cities in, in Oregon. And they set up the chop-chop zone and, you know, murders were committed there. I'm so sick and tired. Like, this week, these two shootings out in California, white supremacy, and they both turned out to be Asian men. White supremacy, you know, shooting white people, killing Asian people. It's Asian hate. Well, it was Asian on Asian crime. Both of them, both shootings. But, you know, that doesn't really matter because that doesn't fit the narrative or the agenda. It's white supremacy. The... The guy who heads up our, our security forces for America right now, Lloyd Austin, said his number one concern for the military is white supremacy. i got to deal with white supremacy. General Mark Milley, the guy who is dedicated to calling our uh, enemies to warn them and give them a heads up if we're going to attack, he said he would. Um, he said, I, I need to understand my own white privilege and white supremacy. Uh, i got white privilege and i got white supremacy. I need to understand that. We need to understand it throughout the ranks of our military. See, that's the big issue. And, and Joe Biden says white supremacists are domestic terror organizations. Isn't it funny, though? None of them talk about Antifa. I wonder if they have any kids in Antifa. Antifa, you know, usually turns out to be a bunch of spoiled rich kids. Some of them connected with people in, the, in, the, you know, in, in politics and in the swamp. And they just go around and they set stuff on fire and they break stuff and all that stuff. And nothing ever happens to them. Because why? Because their mommies and daddies work in the swamp. So they get away with it. Or their mommies and daddies have a lot of money and they're well connected. But you want a real domestic terror organization? A real one that travels around the country doing terror? Actual terror in America? 
That's the one. FBI, step up. Get rid of them. Back in a minute. Trey Ware, KTSA. Martin Bomba here for French's Custom. Thank you for listening this morning. Be safe out there with the Slick Streets at 210-599-5555. Going to start the phones again in just a second about the school issue. But first, I want to start with the briefing yesterday. Peter Ducey asking a very important question of Corinne Jean-Pierre. When you found out that the FBI had located even more classified materials in Wilmington, which four-letter word did you use? (laughs) (laughs) Come on now. Oh, my goodness, Peter. Uh Um, (laughs) Which was it, Corinne? It was, oh, my goodness, Peter. Oh, my goodness. Well, that's, 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 oh, my goodness. That's actually three words. Hey, guys, you're hearing a lot about how Joe Biden takes this very seriously. You're hearing it in the media. You're hearing it from the talking heads over on MSNBC. You're hearing it from political pundits. You're hearing it from Democrats. You're hearing it from the left. You're hearing it from Corinne Grandier. You're hearing it from all these people. All I say is use some common sense. He did this. Those documents did not just magically appear over at the Penn Biden Center. They didn't just magically appear at Wilmington at the house, probably Rehoboth Beach and, well, maybe even in the trunk of that midlife crisis Corvette. I don't know where all he's got documents, uh, probably at the University of Delaware. Use some common sense. He didn't take it seriously. He said that he didn't know, right? He said that he was surprised, and he said that he takes classified information and documents very very seriously no, he doesn't. heard directly from the president no, on this issue he doesn't if he did he those documents would not have made it to those locations so use some common sense in this all right 610 now another school district lavernia the second this week that is talking about going to a four-day school week do you support that 210 599 They're having meetings. They're going to vote on February 13th about whether or not to trim a day off. Now, why? Well, there's not really been a case made for that other than a couple of things that have been said by teachers and teachers' unions concerning retention and that teachers are not paid enough. In order to keep teachers, we want to go to a four-day school week, give them another day off. We can't give them pay. We can't pay these teachers, so we'll just give them more time off, and that'll be another week. Now, the question has not been, which seems to me would be the primary question, does it improve the education of children? And I happen to believe and have believed for quite some time that the education system in America has gone through a complete transformation. And it's not about educating children for the future in America. It's about indoctrinating children, right? So that's what primarily the public school system does now. So my question is, in four days, are they, are they going to turn out a better product? Are we going to get better educated children? That should be the only concern out of all this. And I've always believed the only way, the only way we're going to get better educated children is with real, true, heads-up competition. I'm talking about one-on-one competition. Competition improves everything, and the cream rises to the top when you got competition. But the... Uh, of course, the teachers' unions will never, ever allow that to happen, and they own the politicians. The most powerful unions in America are the teachers' unions, and they own the politicians. So the politicians are never going to allow school choice. But what I hear from teachers' unions and from teachers is that they don't have enough time off. 
That's what I hear. That's what they tell me. I, we don't have enough time off, and we need this extra day every week. In addition to the time we get off in the summer and a couple of weeks at, at Christmas time, etc., that's not enough time. We need more time off. So the primary reason for doing this, according to the teachers and teachers' unions, is for teacher retention, is to keep teachers employed in the schools. Do you agree with that? Do you agree that teachers don't have enough time off and it's time to cut school weeks down to four days so they get more time off? 210-599-5555. Line one, Adam, you're on KTSA with Trey. Good morning to you, sir. Hello. Yes, Adam, go right ahead. You're on the air. Okay. Thank you, Trey. Hey, Trey, I'm a teacher in one of those districts, and uh, we've had a couple of studies about it for teachers. Uh, we had a, a faculty meeting last week, and they discussed it. And basically, uh, on my side, it was pitched as mental wellness, along with teacher retention, possibly. Um, we worked the same amount of days. You know, they took, we don't have a spring break. I think Christmas is a week. Uh, our school calendar is just a little bit longer. Uh, but I, I thought somehow, some way, this is a money saving uh, opportunity. A money-saving opportunity. Oh, so, so number one reason is teacher mental wellness. Is that what you said? It, pretty much. That was the way it was explained. Teacher mental wellness. What does that mean? Uh, you know, I guess it's tied to retention. I, Trey, really and truly, I don't know. Yeah. You know, and you're and you're in the middle of it, right? So you're a teacher in one of those districts, and you have no idea why they're trying to do. That. They haven't explained it to you either. No, I mean, it's been generally explained. Again, the mental wellness thing, the uh, retention probably. Yeah. Uh, but in reality, it really makes no difference to me. My children are grown. Right. Um, anyway, and I've discussed it with a few other teachers, and okay. it really doesn't make a difference to them. So yeah. uh, I, I'm sure there's some teachers that have a problem with it that have younger kids or something in another district. Good, yeah. Oh, well. Okay. Thank you, Adam. Great call, man. I appreciate you. And let's go to line two and Andrew. You're on KTSA. Good morning, Andrew. Hey, good morning. Just wanted to say if uh, they want that time off, we need to test the kids and see if they're not at least 10 points above the national average because, you know, once they go to four days, it's going to drop. Yeah. Well, you know, you know they're not, right? They're they're not above the national average, so we're in a we're in a situation here where it, it sounds to me from everybody I'm hearing, including the last caller, and thanks Andrew for your call, that it, it's not a fact. The kids are not a factor in this, and the education of the children are not a factor. The factor is in line one there, Jimmy. If you can grab that for me, uh, the the factor that they're, that they're talking about is teacher retention. Teachers don't have enough time off. And now, teacher mental wellness. Let's go to line three. Brad, you're on KTSA. Good morning, Brad. Hey, Trey. On the on the school thing, I want to unpack that further. If they're only going to be going to school four days a week, will they start earlier or will they stay later? And in terms of having, I don't know, Friday or Monday off, well, let's hope that they would at least have the teachers come in to revise lesson plans and get caught up on all their administrative horse hockey that invariably they complain about all the paperwork and stuff like that right okay well then you've got a half day to do all your paperwork and attend in services and training and all that stuff so uh, that's one angle on this but on the other one and talking to earlier a lady mentioned kids coming to school to get a free breakfast and a free lunch and maybe a free dinner 
we need to probably have the Child Protective Services go to their home, and I bet you'd find two things, overweight parents and a lot of junk food, because I, I just can't buy that. My mom was able to slap a PBJ or teach me how to do it later on school so many times with a brown sack with a bologna sandwich and a bag of Fritos, and that was it, brother. Yeah, that it was good, too. That was really good it was stuff. Good. I was glad to get it, man. Yeah, yeah. You no have a kidding. great day. You too, Brad. Thank you. Let's go line four. Keith. Good morning, Keith. You're on KTSA with Trey. What do you think about this? Hi, Trey. If the teachers are wanting to reduce their work week by 20%, let's reduce their salary by 20%. Well, that's what I would think. I mean, that would happen to me if I decided to take a day off every week. School choice is the way to go. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Keith, thanks, man. I appreciate it. So, Jack and Joanne, please hold your line. I'm going to come back and talk with you in a 210-599-5555. So the reasons I'm being told by teachers in the field who are calling the show, but also from teachers' unions and other teachers who have contacted me about this, is teacher retention because they don't have enough time off. They need more time off, so let's go to four days a week so teachers get more time off. And then the caller a minute ago who is a teacher in one of these districts is going through this. They haven't even explained it to the teachers in the districts as to why they're doing this other than teacher mental wellness. Going to four days a week will improve teacher mental wellness. 210-599-5555 at Amogee Bank. You get treated with absolute first-class service every time you're dealing with Amogee Bank. See, they're a first-class organization, no doubt about it. David McGee is the president here. He's a first-class human being. You know what he lives by? The credo of excellence in everything, and that's exactly what they're about at Amogee Bank. Now, I've told you many times, told you a thousand times, about how they are your family bank. They focus on families, your private family business, and if you have a family-run business, they also focus on that. But I love that word excellence, guys. I really, really do, because that's what they're all about at Amogee, is excellence, excellence, excellence in every interaction with every customer, doing the job right every single time. They'll take the time to get your answers for you. They'll take the time to answer your questions. They're there all the time with the answers to your questions. And they're always there when you need them as your financial partner in life and in business, all working with and through excellence every time. That's Amogee N.A., member FDIC, equal housing lender. Morning rain around today, 61 later today. Sunny tomorrow and Thursday and a high of 60 and right now 48 at KTSA. Good morning already. A very Teacher retention and teacher mental wellness. Well, then how many days a week does that work for? I mean... You know, how about one day a week? Do we want to do? Do we want to teach one day a week? I mean, that would really reduce your stress and your mental wellness and all those kind of issues if you just did one day a week, right? Two days a week? How many days a week? What What is the magic number to help teachers who are struggling with mental wellness? And where else are we going to do this? What about police officers? I'd say they're under a lot of stress and strain. For their mental wellness, maybe they work a couple of days a week. What do you say about that? I mean, you, you, we could apply this to a lot of different people. Let's go to the phones, and let's go to line one. And Jack, you're on KTSA with Trey. Good morning, Jack. Uh, good morning. Uh, I was just going to say, what is, what is this going to do to working-class America? Because Monday through Friday also helps every working family in the United States. If they take out a day, what do you expect? 
expense and burden is that going to put on the rest of the uh, Well, states I'll explain that. I, I, I think what the plan, and thank you, Jack. I appreciate the call, as always. I, I think what's going to happen is that uh, the taxpayers will then pay for child care. Pretty much. We're going to be asked through increased taxes to pay for child care for the children who won't be going to school on that fifth day. Scott Line 2 and Joanne, you're on KTSA with Trey. Good morning, Joanne. Good morning, Trey. Um, I work for a local school district here in San Antonio. And I work actually at a central office. But I will tell you that during the summers, we work four-day work weeks. Mm -hmm. My work day starts at 7 a.m. And we don't get to leave until 5.30 p.m. Mm -hmm. The savings for the school district going to a four-day four work week means that we save on utilities by shutting down on Fridays. We save on, uh, we save on, I guess that's about it because the custodians still work 40, 40 hour work weeks. We still work 40 hour work weeks. The only savings is going to be, you know, on utilities, mm -hmm. whether it's a year, if we, even if we go to year round. Right. Teachers are, I've been a teacher. I did it for 20 years before I moved to central office. Teachers are still going to work at home. People, teachers are still going to be doing their planning. They're just going to end up doing that on Fridays on the day that's supposed to be their day off. They're just going to bump all their planning hours over to Fridays. So they're still going to be working five days a week. They're still going to be getting the same amount of pay. And they're really, I don't see any savings in it in the long run for the right. school district. Well, that, none of them help. are claiming that. They're, they're claiming, first of all, that teachers don't have enough time off and the teachers need more time off, and that their mental wellness is uh, an issue at this point. So for teacher retention, we need to give them more time off. Uh, and, and none of them are really claiming that I've heard, you know, that it's going to save a whole lot of money because it's not. My, my question is, does it improve education? That's the only question to me. I mean, does it make, does the end product that comes out and graduates from school, does it make it better? I can't give you that answer, but I will tell you my own personal opinion. Uh-huh. When, when we make a longer work day, uh -huh. the kids are going to be tired, too. Yeah, sure. It's not just the teachers that are going to go home at 530 in the afternoon and right. just go, I don't want to cook dinner. I don't want to do this. Uh -huh. I don't want to do that because I'm exhausted. Right. It's the kids are going to go home and be exhausted, too. Sure. I don't see how that's going to improve education at all. Isn't that, shouldn't that be the fundamental question? I believe it should be. That's, that's my question. Thank you, Joanne. That's always my question. And maybe I'm a little bit too much of a free market capitalist. <laughs> but I always ask that. Does that make us better? And does this improve the product or service? Let's go line four. Javier, you're on KTSA. Good morning, Javier. Good morning, sir. I love the show. Thank you for you. Um, I believe that teachers are actually overpaid. I have a younger sister uh, that's uh, 25, and she goes, to, she goes to the same school district that we graduated from. And she actually told me herself, it's ridiculous, because she makes between 50,000, 60,000 a year, and she says, I only work nine months a year. She says, I have every holiday off, uh, every major holiday off. I'm off work by five. Yep. And she goes, she, I mean, she, she, she herself tells me, she goes, she actually teases me and says, uh, says that I'm the forgotten first responder. And I go, <laughs> she goes, I wouldn't want to have your job. And I go, yeah, okay, because I'm a truck driver. Yeah. And I've been working 60, 60 to 80 hours a week. You bet. 19. 
Yeah. And and I love my job. God bless American truck driver. And she and and uh, she says it's you know, it's ridiculous. She she says these students are. I mean, it's a joke. I mean, yeah. they're just, they don't know anything. They go to high school and they can't even read and write. Well, that's true. They're, they're thank you, thank you, Javier. I, I, I got to let you go there. But uh, yeah, that's exactly right. I, I know in my case, I I love it when the summer rolls around and I'm on Facebook and I have several teachers on my Facebook page and they're off enjoying long trips, like three-week trips to different places. And we're stuck here working. Line one, Dennis, you're on KTSA. Do teachers need more time off for their mental wellness, Dennis? Mm-hmm. No, I don't think so, but I think I think they're using this to cover for all the wokeness that they have in school now. They have so many teachers now that are men- that have mental issues um, and I think they're just using this to cover that up. Okay. They're trying to to take away from one issue they have and get your attention on something else. All right, man, thank you. Line 2, David, you're on KTSA. Good morning, David. Hello, uh, Ray, Trey. Listen, I think the whole plan is uh, sneak in a progressive four-day working week across the nation completely. So they're going to start with the teachers because they can force their way into that. And then, then they're going to say, well, why don't we just all have a four-day week uh, versus uh, and a three-day weekend? And because the teachers are doing it, so why don't we do it here, there, and everywhere else? And this has been a progressive dream for a long time. Thank you, David. Appreciate it. Line one, Elvis, you're on KTSA with Trey. Good morning, sir. Good morning, sir. Uh, I'm at the post office. I'm working 10, 12-hour days because it's hard to get someone to do this job. Yeah. And on the holidays, we're delivering packages for God seven bless and you. a half, eight hours. God bless you. So it's, and we're out in all the weather. So yeah. at least the teachers got air conditioning and... <laughs> and not getting rained on standing at a box shoving some letters in a box i got you thank you elvis appreciate it so that's the question i've got other stories that i'm going to hit in the next half hour but i still want you to call me it's all about teacher retention the teachers do not have enough time off is what they say for teacher mental wellness we need to give them more time off do you agree or disagree Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five lifestyles unlimited what a great organization you talk about somebody who's going to teach you how to retire in five years or less hey that's a this might be a good place for teachers to start right here they're a real estate education and mentoring group will show you how to put you on a plan to retire in five years or less now we know that real estate is ongoing everybody needs a place to live and lifestyles unlimited they've been at this now for more than 30 years they have incredible experience They have a team of educators and mentors who have weathered all different types of economic cycles, ups and downs and sideways, and they're fantastic at at teaching this to people like you and me. I went through the program, and I love it, love it, love it. Here's what I'd like for you to do. Go to FinancialFreedomLivestream.com and use my name as your promo code. That's how you're going to get special offers and discounts by using my name. FinancialFreedomLivestream.com, where W-A-R-E. Dave Ramsey here. When you need a reliable 55-55, Lavernia, Harlandale, other school districts, looking at giving teachers more time off for their mental wellness. Do teachers need more time off? 210-599-5555, one day a week. Only work four-day weeks. All right, Rick, fire away. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I am a former teacher. I've been out of the classroom for over 10 years. My wife is a current teacher. Um, right now, the way the system is set, it's un, it's unsustainable. You know, they say teachers get paid over the, over the you know, holidays and summer. Well, teachers are only contracted 180 days. 
and they're being paid for those 180 days over the 12 months. They're also expected to continue work after hours on the weekends, all of this unpaid. So teachers are working, say, 8 to 4, but still continuing to work in the evenings, answering emails, lesson planning, professional development, doing all this extra stuff, taken away from their own families. Okay. So I agree that they you know, need an extra time. This four-day work week is really because teachers are getting fed up and they can't maintain it. So what do you do? You don't have the staff mm. to maintain a safe environment for students. So we got to cut back. So what's the what's the magic number of days to reach that then, Rick? Is it four days? And how do you know that? I've I've always said we need to go to four days. Why? Even, even I mean, why why four? Why not two? Four days. Four days would extend would honestly extend the school day an extra thirty minutes, forty five minutes in the school day, and that would cover. But what's that extra but day. but you're not but what's so magic about four days? It's it's it is easier. You can get you can get your education just as well. Mm. There, I th- I think there's a I can't exactly remember because it's changed, but there's a certain amount of time mm. uh, dictated by the state that the students have to be in school. There's so many minutes yeah. a yeah. day that they have to. Let, be let me ask you another question: How would four days improve the product that the school system's putting out right now? Again, this is this is going on. More what's safe and sustainable for the for the classroom. I I, I hear that I hear that word sustainable. I hear that word a lot, and and I'm wondering I'm wondering what you mean by sustainable. Here here's here's what I and, and Rick with all due respect, and this is not about you. Okay, this is this, yeah. but but the only person I can really equate this to is myself, my own personal experience. So I'm not looking for an attaboy or a feel sorry for me. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll say that up front. But let me let me just say, as far as somebody who works a lot. With the exception of a break to eat that's usually about 30 minutes with my wife at 1 p.m., and maybe maybe a couple more minutes here or there to do something else that's personal. The rest of the time I'm working, I sleep about, I sleep between four and five hours a night. The rest of the time I'm working on the show. Now, a lot of people think, well, you talk four hours a day and then you go home. No, that's not true. And it takes a lot more work, like you're talking about grading papers and all that. And I'm not asking anybody to give me any special treatment, so why... Or, or you know, and again, it's not about me. It's not about you. I'm saying this with all due respect. But what about the police officers on the beat? A four day work week, three day work week. I mean, they're really under a whole lot of stress too, and they work on their time off. So when when you're working, you're, yeah. you're, you're working all day. Can I'm you working get up all day. Anytime you want. Can I what? Get up and go to the bathroom anytime you want. Uh, no. that would be really weird right now wouldn't it would you like to go with me (laughs) (laughs) come on down the hall with me baby (laughs) all right i'll I'll let you go rick because i got a bunch of other people i know i'm gonna let you go because i got a bunch of people but thank you man i appreciate you let's go to line two uh shoot Uh, she just hung up let's go to line three and robbie you're on ktsa with trey good morning robbie hey how's it going yeah good go right ahead are you gonna talk robbie or what Okay, let's go to line four. And Daniel, Daniel, good morning to you. You're on KTSA. Yeah, good morning, Trey. No, I don't agree with the four-day work weekend. People need to come to reality. You know, uh, I'm a salary employee, and I'm like yourself. I'm up at 3 o'clock in the morning and uh, talking with employees if they want to talk to me because I work all over the state. And I'm there at 7 o'clock in the evening if they need to talk to me. Yeah. So, uh, But I reached out to 
call and talk to you because I was concerned about something. I've been jumping in and out all morning because I'm talking to my employees. Uh, they said something about YMCA is going to come in and help them. They want a, a, an organization like that on Fridays to teach our kids. And what if we ask for information? <laughs> oh, God. What if what if we ask for information? I don't understand that, Trey. No, I don't is either. YMCA that's a, that's gonna, the first time I've heard that. YMCA. So YMCA is going to take up the last day, huh? Thank you, Daniel. I appreciate it. Going back to what Rick said a couple months ago, I, I just I, all I can say is welcome to America. Welcome to the free market. If you don't like it, you don't have to do that. You can go do something else with your life. You know, you don't have to teach. Go do something else if that's what you want to do. Every professional job in the country today, we're all working really long, hard hours. Try owning a business. You will never get away from it you sleep a couple hours a day and by the way as far as extending the school day 30 minutes for four days that's two hours that doesn't cover an eight-hour day let's go to line one and carol you're on hi carol good morning yeah hello uh i'm not trying to be apathetic here but uh in the military uh specifically in the navy we have the saying called choose your rate choose your fate all right you chose the job that you're going into you should do some research on it you knew the hours and you knew it had to be done. Absolutely. Kids are not getting the education already with the teachers working 180 days. The problem is, is that we have mental illness of these teachers because we have created an environment or a culture that is not good for them. Right. Allow them to do their jobs. Stop trying to translate kids thinking they're cats and, and dogs mm-hmm. and barking in class. Right. And then, they, and then, and then you will see a change. But going to four-day work week is not going to help because then later on we're going to find three, two, and then there's going to be not any. Now, you know what? No. I want you to be the superintendent of my school district because you nailed it. You've got it exactly right, Carol. Thank you for the call. Let's go to line two. And, Rudy, you're on KTSA. Good morning, Rudy. Good morning, Trey. Um, I kind of wanted to, to, to say the same thing that your last caller did. Um, my daughter lives in Colorado, and my, they just changed the rules over there last year, and they have a four-day work week which makes it nearly impossible for my, my daughter to have a good job. Uh, what they're not understanding is when they start screwing around with this, they're affecting all these other different groups, you know, these other people who need to go out and work. Uh, and, and uh, you know, it's, it's unfortunate that, that the school district is liberal, but they don't really understand the complete reach of what they're trying to do here. Yeah. Not only are they screwing our kids up by trying to liberalize them, yeah. but they're also taking away the work from these parents that need it. Yeah, that's true, and they're trying to indoctrinate them. All right, thank you, Rudy. I appreciate two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five line three. Linda, good morning, Linda. Uh, yes, um, I'm a retired teacher, and I'm presently a substitute teacher in the school district. I won't name which one, uh, but anyway. I get so many calls for teachers always needing a substitute for uh, staff workshops, and uh, they're usually out um, at least once a month out of the classroom, and so then, you know, they need a substitute, and sometimes they can't get enough substitute, so they have to... Uh, join the classes together. See, so, what I, I, and Linda, your cell's kind of bad, so I'm going to let you go. But I, I thank you for your call. I, I think that if you're going to do these workshops and stuff, then you can do them during the summer when you have two and a half, three months off. So all those in-service days and everything else. But the workshops, if they're making you, if they're forcing you to go to a workshop, then teachers have lots of time during the summer. They're getting paid for the entire year. No, they're only getting paid 180 days. Well, they're getting t- paid the entire time, for the entire year. And so they can go to a workshop during the summer months, like you and I work. We worked, I, I, you know, again, I can only talk about my personal experience. 
But on average, on average now, I'll take a little over two weeks off per year, a little more than 10 days per year. Now, I get more than that from the company, and I willingly give a lot of that back to the company at the end of the year. But that's typically how much time I take off. Teachers are taking off a ton of time during the year. And they want four-day work weeks now for their mental wellness? I, I, it's not connecting with me, guys. I'm sorry. It's not. I, I, I find it very hard to feel sorry for them. <laughs> I don't feel sorry for them at all. I live in the real world. Let's go to line four. Kevin, you're on KTSA. Good morning to you, Kevin. Good morning, Trey. I wanted to come at it from a different angle. Okay. Um, my daughter went to a private school that had four-day work week. Uh-huh. And I thought it was the most fantastic thing there was uh-huh. because like, um, I'm like, let's take off Fridays. We can go, uh, we can go on like longer trips, having three day weekends a lot. Um, plus she actually did great in, in school. She did, had great grades. Good. She only had four days and it was amazing. Good. Well then, then that's good. Then you chose the right thing for your child and your family and you did that. Awesome for you. Thank you, Kevin. Yeah. But, uh, that doesn't apply to everybody. Let's go line one. And Gene, you're on KTSA with Trey. Good morning, Gene. Uh, good morning. I um, I just want to say that as a teacher, and I've been teaching for 20 years, I um, I think that you know the four day work week sounds very intriguing as a teacher, but it's not. It's not because of me. It's because of the students. They're pulled out for so many different things throughout the school year. Um, that. That, like what? That day could be used like uh, what? Like what? for extracurriculars, extra activities, um, different different programs. The kids are missing. But, but so like much what? Time like what? Can you give school. me some? Can you give me some examples, though, Gene? I'm interested in examples of what the children are leaving for. Okay. Well, I teach uh, upperclassmen, so they're leaving for college and career. They're leaving leaving for um, uh, different activities, whether it's cheer, dance, band, whatever. <sighs> Yeah. Well, see, that might be the issue there. Yeah, I mean, it might be a refocusing instead of blowing up the entire five-day school week. Let's refocus and pay attention to what the things we ought to be paying attention to, right? Thank you very much, no, Gene. No, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah, thank you, Gene. I, I appreciate it. I, 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 I got I to gotta go because I got a ton of callers, but I do appreciate it. Thank you. You got it said. You said it right. Let's go to line two. And, Jim, you're on KTSA. Yes, um, Trey. You know, I've, uh, I'm, I'm a teacher now, but I was a Marine. I was a labor worker. I've been in sales. I was an executive for several years. I've been a business owner. The thing that I see uh, is, is a problem in the schools, and it's not a four-day work week that's going to solve it. Teachers aren't being paid based on their performance. Everybody just gets paid across the board. So you see these teachers that aren't working that hard. You see the teachers that are busting their butts, and the teachers that are busting their butts aren't making any more money. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, that's that that's true. Seems to be a bigger problem than than the time off. And, yeah, and trying to appease us with time off is not going to fix it for the kids. I don't think and it I is. I agree with the last caller. I agree with the last caller. Yeah. You know, the kids get pulled out for all kinds of activities. You'd fix They're that. Not spending as much time in the classroom. Right. There's there's a number of problems, but time off is not going to fix it. Thank you, Jimbo. Appreciate it. Uh, by the way, speaking of of all the other stuff that uh, you know, the, the in service days and the and all the stuff that teachers attend and go to, we all do it. By the way. <laughs> I can't tell you how many Zoom meetings I have to do and how many things I got to do in person that I'd rather be working on this show than going and doing those things. Meeting after meeting after meeting or Zoom meeting or telephone call. We all do that, guys. I'm just telling you. 
the, the teachers are looking for some th- sympathy here, and I'm not. I'm really not beating up on teachers, but come on, live in the real world for a change. It'll do you good. Uh, this really is another step toward that whole socialism, blowing up that whole six day work week, and you know, God said six days you shall work. And it's, it's, it's another step into the socialism that the school districts and the schooling system in America is set up to bring about in America. Robbie and Ben, hold your line. I'll come back to you. Got to take a quick break. Trey Ware, KTSA. Listen carefully if you're between ages 65. Top of the news. Better understand what's going on. And that's really what's happening here. On News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Guests of the 550 KTSA Morning News with Trey Ware appear courtesy of the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. All right, line one. Jason, go for it, big boy. You're on. Good morning. Hey, Trey. Hey, hey, Trey. Great show. Hey, let me ask you something. Two months off in the summer, two weeks at Christmas, a week at Thanksgiving, and now they want a four-day work week. How about the, how about the uh, cops and the first responders? They're going to do a four-day work week. They they need the mental health. Yeah, that right. means we got to hire twice as many. Uh-huh. W- when's it going to end? Yeah, yeah, you're Get right on the money, job. Jason. I, I thank you for the call, man. You'll be the last caller. You're absolutely right. Uh, they're the ones who are really under the stress out there. Nobody's talking about giving them a four-day work week. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Warren Ryman coming up next, KTSA. The Ramsey Reality Check is brought to you by Steve.